Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Worship Center in Brighton, Michigan. We hope you enjoy this encouraging message. For more information on our church family, visit faithworshipcenter.org. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord here this morning. Amen. I'd like for you to turn with me this morning to the book of Exodus. Thought Brother Marty was about to preach my message. <laughs> Exodus chapter 15, ministering a short message to you here today. I believe that a message does not have to be eternal for it to be immortal. Amen. Some people, they'll preach for two hours thinking that that's what it takes, but sometimes it's just a short word that God gives to us. Exodus chapter 15 and verse 22. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now, when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? Verse 25, so he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When, it, when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. And I'd like to minister to you today on the bitter waters of Mara. Would you pray with me here today? Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit, God, to minister to your people, those here, those watching by live stream, Lord. We ask, God, that you would speak to our hearts here today. Lord, those who are at the bitter waters of Mara right now in their life, Lord, we ask, God, that the tree would be cast into those bitter waters here today. And Lord, we thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. When you study the deliverance of the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage, e Egypt is really a type of the sinner being brought out of the bondages of this world, out of the bondages of sin. Every one of us were born in Egyptian bondage, so to speak. Every one of us were born into sin. Every one of us were born under the power of Pharaoh. The Bible says that Satan is the prince of the power of the air. We were born into sin. We were born into bondage because of Adam. Sin has been passed down to every single one of us. And so the, the children of Israel coming out of Egyptian bondage, it's really a type of the believer being delivered out of the bondages of sin and brought into Christian freedom. How many of you know that it is not God's will for you to be bound by sin? It's not God's will for 
for you to be bound by this world, but Jesus came and died on Calvary so that you could be free from every bondage in this life. Hallelujah. Jesus died to deliver you out of that Egyptian bondage. Jesus died to deliver you out of the bondages of this world. You see, Egypt is always a type of the world. It's always typical of the world, and salvation is always a type of coming out of Egypt, out of the, the bondage that is there, out of the torment that Israel was under there, out of Egyptian bondage, out of Egyptian bondage into salvation. And so you see the children of Israel brought out of Egyptian bondage and on their way to the Canaan land. Now, some people think that the Canaan land is symbolic of heaven, but I, I actually have a differing view than that, and that's because there were still battles to be faced in Canaan land, and when you get to heaven, there's going to be no more battles, there's going to be no more struggles, there's going to be no more hardship, there's going to be no more difficulty, and so rather the Canaan land, it's a, it's a type of, of Christian victory, and yes, you will go through battles, but you can know that you will come out in victory on the other side because Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will bring you through every fight that you fight. Hallelujah. There will be battles that you face. There will be struggles in this life, but Jesus said, I will bring you through to the other side. Hallelujah. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I didn't bring you out of Egypt for you to die in the wilderness. I brought you out of Egypt to bring you into the promised land. Jesus did not die for you to stay bound. Jesus died so that you could be free in every area of your life. He who knows the truth, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. He who the son has set free is free indeed. And if you're free here today, I want you to take a praise break. Hallelujah. I'm free. I don't know about you, but I'm free. Hallelujah. I was once bound in Egypt. I was once bound by the vices of this world, but God, who is rich in mercy, he came down through his love and through his grace, and he made a way for us to be free and to be free indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hallelujah. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise for that? I feel that here today. And so they began their journey through their wilderness. And, and I believe that many of you can agree that this world can certainly be wilderness wandering. Now, did you know that the children of Israel, that they could have gotten into the promised land in, in a matter of two weeks? They could have gotten to the promised land for two weeks, but they wound up staying there for 40, 40 years. Why? The problem was that they were brought out of Egypt, but they didn't have Egypt out of them. I'm, I'll say that again here today. God, he delivered them out of Egypt, but Egypt was not yet out of them. And you see, when God saves you out of the bondages of this world, you haven't graduated. You've only begun. And God, he's got to change us and he's got to deliver us. He didn't he didn't save you uh, just to keep you where you are. He saved you to change you and transform you and make you more like Jesus. You see, there's a lot of books out there that will inform you, but there's only one book that will transform you. And Jesus came to transform every aspect of your life. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. 
And so they were wandering through the wilderness and they began to complain and, and began to ask, where's everything that we had back in Egypt? And so that wandering, it's a type of this world that we are in that, that is barren. We are, we are living in a hostile world. We are living in a barren world. And so the children of Israel for 40 years wandered amongst the wilderness. And when they came to the Red Sea, the Red Sea, it was one of the, the big tests that we faced from from time to time. And, and here they are backed up against the Red Sea and things didn't look good for them. And uh, the Red Sea was in front of them and the Egyptian army was behind them and they began to murmur and complain. Can I tell you something here today that God doesn't like complaining. There were some Israelites that lost their lives to discover that God, he really doesn't like complaining. Amen. Sometimes we got to take our eyes off the things uh, that displease us and get our eyes back on Jesus. And so they began to complain and gripe against Moses. And, and Moses, he knew what to do. And he, he fell on his face uh, before the Lord. And he began, to, he began to cry out to God. You see, you are going to face some things in your life where you just don't know what to do. But when you don't know what to do, do what you do know to do. And that's to seek the face of God and say, God, I don't know what you do what to do. But Lord, you said, if anybody lack wisdom, let them ask of you. And I know that you hold all power in your hands. You have every answer. You have every solution, every remedy, every antidote. And so Moses, he fell on his face before God and he began to cry out to the Lord. And God told Moses, he told Moses, get thee up. It's not time for you to be praying. It's time for you to be acting. You see, sometimes it it's time to act. Sometimes it's time to act. And, and, and Moses, he stood up and he held out his rod. Now, now, wouldn't you have loved to have been there? All of a sudden, uh, the waters of the Red Sea, they started going one direction. And then the other waters over here, they, they started going in the other direction. And I know you've got a lot of doubters out there. And, and they got all these fake documentaries on television. You know, I heard a story. He was an older man. He was somewhat uneducated, but he was on fire for God. And, you know, sometimes he'd read something in the book and he'd just start getting excited and jumping around and, and shouting. And uh, he was in his break room one time at work and, and, and he's reading the Bible and he starts reading about uh, Moses uh, crossing over the Red Sea with the Israelites. And he started shouting and dancing. And the, there was an agnostic that was there in, a, in his break room. And he heard what was going on. And he said, what are you doing all this shouting for? And he said, well, I just read in the book how, how God brought Moses and the children of Israel across the Red Sea. And this agnostic, he said, you fool. He said, don't you know that they already disproved that? Don't you know that they discovered that it wasn't the Red Sea, but it was several miles up the coast at the, the Reed Sea. And, and they say it was only three inches of water. Anybody could have crossed over that. And this man, he was somewhat uneducated. And so he was kind of set back by it and he kind of thought about it for a moment and then he, he started shouting and dancing again. And he said, didn't you hear what I just said? He said, yeah, I heard what you just said. But isn't it amazing how my God delivered, my God drowned a whole Egyptian army in three inches of water? Hallelujah. 
You see, you can take shots at the word of God, but the word of God, it will always stand the test. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so they, they, they get across the Red Sea and Miriam, he led them into worship and they had an old time victory celebration and they were having a great party on the other side of the Red Sea. I mean, what a victory. Hallelujah. You know, delivered, God opened up the Red Sea, brought them over to the other side. But sometimes when you have your greatest victory within a matter of a short time could easily become your greatest test. And they walked three days in the wilderness and there was no water and they came to a spring. Now, can you imagine the joy? I mean, the, the lead scouts, they found some water. And, and can you imagine the disappointment when they got to the water and discovered that it was bitter and it was undrinkable? And even after they had that great victory that they just enjoyed at the Red Sea, once again, they began to murmur and complain against Moses. And Moses, once again, he knew what to do. And he prayed, and when he prayed, God showed him a tree. Hallelujah. God showed him a tree, and that tree, when it was thrown into the water, the waters were made sweet. You know, the victories are fun. The, the, the victories are exciting, but sooner or later we end up at the bitter waters of Mara facing things that we don't understand. We love when God parts the Red Sea for us, but what about when we come to the bitter waters of life? And how many of you know that life, it can get bitter sometimes? We can face things in life that make us bitter. We can go through things in life that, that make us bitter. And, and when, you're, when you're at the bitter waters of Mara, there's that temptation to get dissatisfied and start murmuring and complaining. But, but Moses, he knew what to do. He called out to the Lord. Hallelujah. He cried out to God because he knew that the same God that delivered them out of Egypt, the same God that brought them through the Red Sea is the same. God that could meet their need right now. Hallelujah. And, and what I love is that the, 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 the tree, it was already there. He just didn't see it. Hallelujah. You see, the, the answer is always there whether we see it or not. And sometimes when we're going through hard times, we get so fogged up with everything happening around us that we lose sight of the answer. Can I tell you something? Jesus is always there. Jesus is always the answer and he's always there. And he told Moses, he said, cast the tree into the waters and that tree is a type of the cross. Hallelujah. When Jesus died on the cross, he made a way for your bitter waters to be made sweet, for your broken heart to be healed. And I know it's easy to come in church and, and, and feel like you have, to, you have to cover up what you're really going through. But the reality is there are people who walk in church every day and they sing and they shout and they praise. But at home they're going through their own private hell. But I want you to know that God knows exactly what you're going through. He knows the hardship that you're facing. And if you'll cast the tree into the waters and the bitter waters will be made sweet. Hallelujah. 
If you put Jesus in the middle of that situation, you have two choices when you come to the bitter waters of Mara. You can either allow it to make you bitter or you can make up in your mind that you will not let the devil stop you no matter what he does, no matter what he comes against you with. You can make up in your mind, I know who I am and I know whose I am. I'm a child of God and God is looking after me. So devil, you can huff and you can puff, but you cannot blow my house down because I'm founded upon the rock. Hallelujah. The bitter waters of Mara can either make you bitter or they can make you better. I believe that when we go through a storm that we ought to become a student there because some things can only be learned when we're going through trials, when we're going through hardships, when we go through difficulties. And so you can either let it make you bitter or you can make it better. You know what Moses did? He threw a tree. God showed him a tree and God cast a tree 2000 years ago. And it was a tree that the son of the living God hung from for six hours and shed every drop of blood in his body. He had a crown of thorns upon his head. He was so beaten and disfigured. You see, you cannot look upon the son of God and what he did for you and feel sorry for yourself because no matter what you face, you've never faced what he's faced. You've never walked any steps that he hasn't already walked. And the best part is he loves you. Hallelujah. If he came through it, you can come through it too. Hallelujah. You know, in the old Testament, when they served the lamb, the lamb was oftentimes served with bitter herbs and the sweetness of the lamb would balance out the bitterness of the herbs. And oftentimes we go through things, we face situations in our life that sometimes we just don't understand. We just don't see the purpose in it. We don't realize uh, the suffering. We, 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 we think, you know, God, couldn't there have been some other way? Uh, couldn't I have bypassed this? Couldn't I have gone a different direction? Why did you have to allow me to go through this? And it's in those times that we learn to trust in the sovereignty of God. And it's in those times that we learn to look to the tree. It's okay not to have all the answers to life. It's okay not to have the answer to every problem in your life, but just to know, God, you are still on the throne. God, you are still God. No matter what I go through, no matter what I face, no matter the bitter waters I come before, God, you are still on your throne. And can I remind you here today that you serve a good, good father. You serve a God who loves you and cares for you. It's not God's will for you to stay at the bitter waters of Mara. How long will you stay there? How long will you stay in that bitterness? You know, so many people are, are, are just enveloped with bitterness, bitter uh, from the way they've been treated, bitter uh, from offense, bitter from what they've gone through. But it's not God's will for you to stay bitter. It's God's will to use those things to make you better in him and to use your life as a greater testimony of his glory. And if you know what I'm talking about here today, I want you to give God a mighty hand clap of praise. I'm reminded of when God asked Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? How long will you stay there? You know, what's interesting is when God asked Samuel, how long will you mourn? He never, he never discredited his emotions. 
He never delegitimized Samuel's emotions. You see, emotions are not our enemy as long as our emotions are not controlling our decisions. And Samuel's emotions were not controlling his decisions, but he could not detach himself from how he felt. And God, he did not ask him why he was mourning. He just said, how long will you mourn? How long are you going to stay there? How long are you going to stay in the grief? How long are you going to stay in the mourning? How long are you going to stay in the bitterness? Samuel, don't you know who you are? You are a prophet of God called for such a time as this. Hallelujah. And we've got to come in to come to a point in our life where we say, you know what? I'm in the bitter waters of Mara, but I'm not going to stay in the bitter waters of Mara. I've gone through loss, but I'm not going to stay in grief and perpetual grief because I know that God has a greater purpose. And I know that my future is already provided by him. He's already got the plan. He said, I know the plans I have for you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you hope in a future. Hallelujah. He said, I will perfect that which concerns you. Singers can come back here today. You might be facing the bitter waters Mara today. And even the greatest leaders, greatest men and women of God, they go through the bitter waters of Mara. They go up against Red Seas. They go through tests and they go through trials. And so if you're going through a fiery trial here today and you think that you're the only one going through it, nobody can relate to me. Can I remind you here today that God can relate to that? That he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. That just as he suffered on this earth, he's able, able to comfort and aid us in the, midst of our comfort, in the midst of our grief. And all you've got to do is put the tree, put the cross in the bitter waters. Hallelujah. When Jesus died on Calvary, he made a way for you to come up out of that bitterness, to come up out of that grief, come up out of that discouragement. And to lift up your head and to keep on going. Sometimes you just got to brush your feet off. You got to change your clothes, wash your face, and go on with your life. Amen. And say, Lord, I went through it back there, but Lord, you brought me through it. And if you brought me through it back then, you can bring me through it today. And I think that you ought to remember every time God brought you through, whenever you face a trial, whenever you face a hardship, you ought to reflect back on, you know, time and time again, God would tell the children of Israel to remember where he brought them from, to remember the deliverances, to remember the victories. And so if you're in a dilemma today and you know, don't know what to do, I want to encourage you to remember every time God brought you through and say, God, if you brought me through back then, you can bring me through right now. Hallelujah. You are the God of the breakthrough and you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah.